Career Club podcast. You're here with John Marsh. If you're a coach, creative business owner on this podcast, we teach you key skills to build a business world that you're proud of, that attracts your dream clients, learn to love your sales and your selling process, and grow your business with confidence. All right, there's a lot going on in the Creative Club world. Behind the scenes right now, we've got a live event coming up November 12th, which is the World Building Immersion. This is the second live event we've got for 2022. And so there's tons to work on, organize around that. We had some some issues with the capacity of the first venue, also some rules and regulations that they imposed on us that weren't going to work out. So we quickly regrouped, pivoted, and adapted to overcome and we've got a new venue which is going to be awesome and so we have about three weeks out from that at the time of recording this so that will be a an epic day to be sure and there's been a bunch of big wins inside of creative club lately which i won't go into but are very exciting and always light me up to see them come through so it's very cool and Today we're going to do an episode. We're going to talk about character building for your business. Uh, I'm very excited for this one. I also have a fresh cup of coffee. I get a subscription at the moment as well to support my normal coffee intake. But this is a, each month there's a 250 gram bag that comes. Today I have a brand new bag, which is exciting. It's a Criteria Coffee Peru. So I'll make my way through this cup as we talk about character building for your business. Now, character building is similar to personal brand. A lot of people think personal brand. However, typically when you talk about personal branding, it's around, you know, social media, uh, how the colors are for your Instagram or what your clothes are and how you dress. And those are relevant to character building, but character building or character design is much bigger it is much deeper it requires more work more effort more energy but it's also much more powerful so when we think about character building we're really talking about how you choose to show up your character is how you choose to show up in your business and the relationship that you create with your audience so it's like personal brand but much bigger the character's role is to move the story forward right so the most compelling stories are character driven. Some stories are in theory plot driven, but the most compelling movies, books you read are character driven. If you go and look this up on Google or I use DuckDuckGo or whatever, you'll find something like this. It'll say something like a character driven plot is a story, is the type of story that is driven by emotion as opposed to a high concept plot, right? The type of story that is driven by emotion. Character-driven plots are also often found in books based on real life. Well, what else is driven by emotion? Every single sale, every single negotiation. All sales are emotional until the decision is made. All negotiations are negotiations are emotional until the decision is made. So character-driven plot is the only plot. It is the most important, most compelling plot for any story and for your business, right? So of course, the offer needs to exist. That's a separate topic to today, how you help people. But what we're talking about is the relationship that you have with those people. That comes down to your character, right? So you can see that if you got, you know, if you're a personal trainer, there's, I'm a personal trainer, and there's a group of clients out there who we want to work with, those clients are going to work with the one, with the character who they have most resonance with, the, the deepest relationship with. 
And this isn't about being the loudest, isn't about being the most overly confident or whatever it might be. It's about creating a compelling character. So for some people, this comes very naturally, maybe one out of 10, one out of 20, very few, maybe one out of 50. For all the rest of us, we work at it. We actually learn how to do it and we develop that character over time in the business, right? And this is you. We're not saying to not be you. There's this whole thing about authenticity. If you look up authenticity, it's really acting under one's own authority. So this is very much authentic. We are acting in alignment with our own authority, not the authority of somebody else. We are creating this. We are showing up in this particular way. It's our conscious choice. So it's very authentic. It's just that it may be slightly different to how you wake up on a Sunday morning because now you're bringing conscious awareness to how you flesh out your character over time because you can see how powerful it is for your business. And you know that most most stories and businesses are character driven. We see this in businesses anecdotally as well. So when we work with businesses, when we meet someone who's very good at fleshing out their character, a very strong character, a lot of nuance to the character, clear strengths, clear weaknesses, deep relationship with their audience, those businesses tend to do well and they can present an offer to the market and it kind of gets to a point, it's like, I don't really care whether they're selling a pencil or a coaching program. I want to buy it because I've got such a great relationship with this character. This all happens subconsciously, right? So this is a this is a big topic. Today, we're just going to go through six things that you can look at quickly to help. I'll throw in some stories for each one and some examples and then that'll be it. So kind of like a taster, really. And let's jump in. So the first step you can do is to share your backstory and specifically share parts of your backstory. I've been yapping on about this one for years, holding workshops around sharing your story, talking about sharing your story, how it's important. And that is true. It is important. But the nuance to this is we don't really care how you used to like KFC chicken at age 15 or how you moved to Germany to learn German when you were eight. That stuff probably isn't relevant. It might be, but if it's not relevant to the events that your character is facing today in your business, we don't care. It's going to be boring, right? So when you bring out bits of your backstory, think about, all right, what bits of my backstory are relevant to what I do now or relevant to the challenges I'm facing today, right? Like if you, you know, if you're, I don't know, if your dad was unhealthy when you were growing up and you're reaching that same age now, maybe you could share a bit of backstory around that and that could be why you're, you know, helping people with health and why you're so interested in health today. That would be very relevant. If you get stuck on this, think of a movie, right? So let's look at Batman for a second. In every single Batman movie, pretty much, there'll be a point in the story where they do a flashback to when the criminal murdered Bruce Wayne's parents on the street in the rain. Sometimes they'll do that flashback with, you know, a cartoon or, or comic sort of strip. Sometimes it's enacted real life. But what that does is it is it creates motive for the character. We go, okay, I can see why... Bruce Wayne now wants to, you know, eliminate crime in Gotham City, why he wants to get revenge or avenge the death of his parents. This will make sense. It gives us depth for the character. It explains their motive. 
without this backstory, we would just have this kind of hero who hangs out in the basement, kind of broody and not really clear why he's doing what he's doing. So we need to know this. It, it, it makes it clear why there's this sort of dark psychological thread through the character. And it's the same for you. What little bits of backstory can you flash back to that make things make sense today, right? So why you're doing what you're doing. And the easiest way to do this is just in your content. Like we talk about this all the time in your podcast, whatever you're doing, your Instagram, your emails, just bringing little bits of your backstory back in, little flashbacks and linking them into what's going on today. And it could be introducing a mentor or a coach that you learn from or a pivotal moment in your life early on. That stuff is gold and will help people to get more resonance with why you're doing what you're doing. All right, number two, decide what kind of character you want to be or how you want to show up as a character. And this one is requires a lot more time. We won't be able to cover this fully. But in essence, what we're talking about is there's a few key types of characters that we come across in story and in world building. And they're sort of the villain, the hero, and then like the happy guy, right? And so the, the, or the, the villain and the stable sort of guide and then the happy guy. And the way that they are set up is the villain is typically more angular, sharper, more, more has more speed associated with them, more mission-driven. The, the supportive uh, square character is more like, you know, the rock or uh, SpongeBob or like kind of a square rectangle. And they're usually dependable and they're like a guy. They're very present. And then the last one, the happy guy is like Winnie the Pooh and Mickey Mouse, that kind of thing. They're kind of round characters. And we're glossing over this, but effectively your character wants to show up in one specific type or specific way that's recognizable. And it might not fit into one of those three types, but it will be something that's consistent, that's recognizable quickly. And if you think about this, this could be done through clothing, exaggeration of clothing, could be done through style, through posture, through all types of things we won't go into, but knowing how how you want to show up and what type of character you want to be known as is very important. And again, people be like, well, I'll just be myself. Well, cool. But if you do that and you're not careful, what you're going to end up with is an inconsistent, emotionally driven character that nobody really recognizes. So when you do your writing, when you do your videos, when you do your podcast, getting clear on how you want to show up, what type of character you are is very, very helpful. People will be able to recognize you uh, a lot quicker and build a relationship with you a lot faster and at a deeper level. All right. So if we go back, I talked about Batman before the Joker, for example, is one of the world's greatest villains. If you think about the Joker in your mind, you can close your eyes. You can see his silhouette is very angular, right? The suits that he wears, they're custom made, but there's sharp angles on them. His shoes, his hair is quite angular the way it sort of sticks out his even the the smile that he has the corners of his lips turned up very angular his eyes and the eyebrows the way they angle down and so this allows us to recognize the joker very quickly alongside with the colors that he has in his character and this helps to build our relationship with him it's the same for you all right so the next one number three is sharing your strengths and this makes sense, you know, this helps to create authority. What are you good at? What are you strong at? 
bringing this stuff into your content, into your podcast, your Instagram, your emails, whatever it is, your delivery, and talking about it. And this could be just what you're good at, like qualitatively, like, you know, you might be good at surfing or good at training, whatever it is. But it also could be quantitatively, like bringing out data and information to show, not tell, right? To show your strengths, to show your knowledge base in that area. And there's this thing, you know, people talk about, I'm from New Zealand, I grew up in New Zealand, my parents are from California. I moved to Australia when I was 17, so I've been over here more, but both Australia and New Zealand talk about having this tall poppy syndrome thing, right? Where they wanna cut down your strengths and people don't wanna share their strengths. You've gotta go rally against that. You've gotta be able to bring out your strengths in full and it doesn't mean you need to tell them all the time, but you need to be able to show them so that you can position as an authority and at least people will know, okay, I see that character is good at this. I see that they're a guide in this area. That's the whole point is you're helping people. You need to be able to claim those strengths and kind of like block that whole tall poppy thing and just leave that for other people to deal with. You need to bring out, you to bring out your strengths. And we want to see this as an audience and as a client because I want to buy from someone who's really strong in the area that I want to learn, right? The, not, the other one is your, so this is moving on to part four, is your weaknesses, right? So your weaknesses and, and also your natural way of being, right? These are really important to build a relationship with the character. And, you know, we see Instagram, we see Facebook, we see these things as like a highlight reel. You know, there's people got Lamborghinis and people doing all this cool stuff. And we go, okay, well, this must be a place to show just the strengths, right? It's like a subconscious programming. But really, when we think about any character that we really identify with, we know much more about their weaknesses, right? Their internal conflict, what they struggle with. And it doesn't mean, hey, we gotta like go and be vulnerable and, and talk about all it, you know, get emotional and everything. But just matter of factly, what, what are the weaknesses? How can we bring those out the, that naturally exist? And what is the natural mode and the natural behavior like for the character? This is why long form content is so good. You know, you do a podcast or something like that. Like you cannot do a 20 minute, 40 minute podcast and not tap into at least some element of the natural mode of your character. Like your natural voice is going to come out. Your natural, you know, accents going to come out. Your natural likes and dislikes are going to come out. And all of that's a really good thing. Uh, this natural personality thing. I was watching a show about how the, you know, the notorious Quentin Tarantino used to build compelling characters. And he's obviously known for extraordinarily violent films uh, and very compelling characters that are very relatable, but then surprisingly graphic and violent. And it's this contrast that creates such an interesting relationship with those characters. And in this, this little tutorial I was watching, this little breakdown, it was talking about a, basically a slogan that Tarantino had around character building. And it was, know who your characters are when they're alone and know who they are presenting themselves to be around others. And this one line is very important. If you think about it, most people in business owners, when they're doing character building, when they're doing any personal brand work, it's focusing on how they present themselves to be around others, which is key. But we also need to know how that character is when they are relaxed in their natural mode, either alone or in 
you know, kind of dialogue with somebody else. And you can do this. You can flesh this out. Could be in your social media or content. Could just be in your emails. Like for me, one thing that was really helpful in the in the writing uh, a couple of years back was just learning to write how I talked, right? So learning to write how I speak. And what you do is you write out your email and then you read it back and it needs to sound just pretty much natural. And you can make sure that it's powerful and clear, but it basically wants to sound like you. And so then it was an example of Tarantino's approach to this character building thing in pulp fiction. And there's a scene and it took place, it was it was like a follow-along scene and it took place between Jules and Vincent Vega and they're going through, you know, this hallway and they're talking casually and you can see the two characters are totally relaxed. They're talking about a foot massage. They're talking about just casual things and the, the camera is framed on them and it's in a hallway walking backwards. So you can see these characters just sort of walking, banter back and forth. Then what happens is the camera stops and the characters continue. The characters get to this doorway and then uh, Jules, he says, okay, time to get into character. And he basically says that as a dialogue. And what happens is then they open the door and they go in. There's this, you know, incredibly violent scene where the characters are on and they moved into more of an active role. And so this is important. What we're really saying is like, how can you show your natural version of you as well as the professional version of you? What little moments can you bring out in Instagram stories or in your copywriting or whatever it might be? where there's little bits of you, we just, you just share who you are relaxed, right? What's going on, you know, the food that you like, the coffee that you have and whatever it is to help us to resonate with you in that relaxed level. What it did in, in Pulp Fiction was it gave this really long section of dialogue and relatability between the characters and that relaxes the audience. So we're watching this by the end of that dialogue scene, we're like super chilled, right? We're sitting in the, in the seat watching going, okay, cool. Then that contrasts with the violence that they bring in, obviously. And that is that contrast that's so compelling that gets us on our toes, right? Because if it was just all pure violence and no contrast, it would just be action, right? So it would get you sort of revved up, but you would quickly forget what happened and why it was important. And it's the same with character building. It's like, how can we get more of you in Yes, the on mode, the professional mode, but also in the casual mode, the relaxed mode, like what's going on behind the scenes. So looking for ways to do that. All right, so the next one is number five, is highlighting your personal quirks. And you know, you, you might need to talk to someone else about this to figure out what those quirks are. Uh, for me, they're, they're just sort of the natural things you know, I've always had a kind of a distrust of massive crowds and big cities. Like I'll go into the city for work and this kind of stuff, but it's not really like the place that I like to hang out. I don't freak out or anything like that, but it's, you know, it's just big crowds, um, crowd mentality changes psychology. So I'm just really not into huge cities. So I kind of like do my work, you know, in my lair and I work from, uh, you know, often alone or just with the business that I'm working with one-to-one. -one. And we do a group program as well, but it's like a very 
you know, it's, it's often closed. There's, you know, people, the people are in that I resonate with all of them. We have an application process. So it's kind of like my character comes through in the business, right? The, the personal quirks, other personal quirks you might have would be how you say certain things or the type of coffee you drink or the type of, you know, exercise you like to do or the type of clothes that you wear. Maybe there's slang that you use or you've got a lisp or you, you walk in a certain way and identifying that stuff is really fun and, but also really important for your character. Oftentimes people will block stuff out. They think they, they make a mistake in their speaking. They, you know, speak too quickly or they skip out words or they're dyslexic or whatever it is. And so they try to fix it all up. But usually we actually want to see that stuff come through because it's highly relatable and it actually allows us to build a relationship with the character. So if you love a certain kind of chocolate, you love ice cream, I love gelato, right? I mean, you bring that stuff out because other people are just like you and they're going to resonate with these personal quirks that you have as well. And if they don't have them as well, at least they'll see that you're a human and they'll start to go, oh, okay, cool. Like I can, I can resonate with this person. The last one that we're going to talk about is building a character that can be seen as successful in your domain, right? This is, this is very interesting. It's like, if you are a, you know, if you're a, if you're a lawyer, if you're a accountant, there's a certain identity or a certain way of being in a certain range that is open to you to be seen as successful. I have known lawyers who are very casual. However, they will still, when the time is right, they'll still pony up to wear suits or they'll, they'll show up in a way that is within the bounds of what the client can perceive to be successful. And this is very important. The character, especially in the active mode, right? When they're on, it needs to align with the stories that we tell ourselves in our head as the audience or the clients. There's a great line from a woman, her name is Carla Harris. It was perception as the co-pilot to reality. And what she's saying there is, you might be very good at the thing that you do in reality. You might have the skill set, but if people do not perceive you to be that person, right? Successful in that field, they do not perceive your character to be the guide, the person that they go to, to help them solve that problem, then it doesn't matter, right? You can be great at the job, but it's the perception that is very important. And so this is where it starts to rub people a little bit. They're like, well, you know, you need to just be authentic. Yes, well, let's remember what authentic authenticity is defined at. It's acting under one's own authority. So it's acting in the way that you have decided consciously based on what's aligned with you and where you want to go with your mission and your life. So all of this is very authentic. It's just making sure that we show up in a way that creates the perception that's aligned with who we truly are and where we want to go. If we do not do this, if we kind of skip over, okay, what is seen as successful for a personal trainer? What is seen as successful for a life coach? What is What are some of these attributes that I can embody? If we skip it, then there's every chance that we kind of just gloss over this and people don't really reach out or don't seek you out because they're simply not perceiving you to be that person for them, right? So this is an important one. And what we do is we can't go fully in depth today, but basically what we do is we overlap 
what is successful or successful traits to your industry, we overlap it with your personality so that you have the sweet spot that is truly you. It's unique to who you are. It's in line with your strengths and weaknesses and nuances, everything else we've talked about today. And it's also matched up with the traits that are seen as successful in your field, in your industry. And then what you have is a fully fleshed out character who can get up on stage or get on the podcast or get on social media or write the emails, whatever it is, or do the delivery, whose position in the mind is, yes, that's in line with someone that I'm seeking out in that field, yoga teacher, lawyer, doctor, whatever it is. And I really resonate with them. I get along with them because I can see who they are. I like their character. I can understand their backstory and why they're doing what they're doing. Now we have a really strong, really fleshed out character. So that's it for today. We obviously could go much, much deeper. This is very, uh, quite deep work and can take a lot of time, not just to implement, obviously it can take months and even years to start to get this fully fleshed out. But also it can take some time just to figure it out, right? To go through each of these. And what we have to do is rather than looking at ourselves through the ego, through like the two dimensional lens, we have to come up from above and we look down upon ourselves from like a five dimensional lens, right? It's like, what's the business that we're in? Why are we in it? What do we want? Why did we start this business? What parts of the backstory were important for that? How are we showing up? And how can we do so in a way that's compelling? And then how do we communicate that across the channels that we're using, whether that's social media, email, website, face-to-face -face delivery, whatever it might be. So we're looking at this from an external or um, second position from above rather than through the ego. And we're doing this because it's the only way for most people that we can powerfully come across as a strong character in the business, move the story forward, build strong relationships with the audience and your clients, and have total freedom and fun in your marketing. If we're doing the marketing through the emotional lens, the two-dimensional lens, as we feel, every time we're gonna have question marks as to how we show up and we're gonna be inconsistent because our emotions get in the way of doing the work and will time and time again stop us from moving forward. So this is, a, I guess it's the, the professional way to start to see your, your personal brand or your character in your business and then deploy that out over time. That's it for today. A little bit longer than I had hoped, but we're still under half an hour. So that's a win. Thanks for listening. If this was helpful, send it along to a friend, subscribe to the show, and I'll see you on the next one.